Kevin Owens is now our new Universal Champ. Triple H has now made his appearance back on Raw. And what does that mean? And man, did he look pissed off at Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley. SmackDown, I will have to say honestly, and, and I don't think it was a lot of entertainment this week, but it was a lot of wrestling. Is that the direction that they're taking? And D-Wayne himself is back with his latest edition of The Cena's Monster Files on the next episode of the Big, Rest the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? This is Two Chains here. Um, almost with the whole crew. Uh, Aaron, like I said, uh, he won't probably be making a lot of our Wednesday episodes. He has uh, a lot of educational uh what would I say? A lot of educational uh, requirements. He's in the hole again. There we go. Here's the world looking for. Yeah, so um, definitely check Aaron out. Uh, he'll he'll be doing his impromptu uh, weekend episodes where um, he's able to review on his aspects of um, the wrestling he was able to catch during the week. Uh, definitely was fun. If you didn't check out our last episode, definitely check it out. Um, but I'm here with uh, Dr. L. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. Can't complain. Uh, ready to talk about what, at least on the raw side, was a pretty exciting week. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, D. Wayne himself. Go ahead, brother. Hello, D. Wayne here, and I'm here just to talk about a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff has pissed me off this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, D. D. Wayne. I understand yes. your frustrations with uh, your quarterback. I, I definitely understand. Um, okay. Hey, hey, I'm okay with that because we're still going to the Super Bowl. Okay, ne so, next person. Uh, silly Sellers. <laughs> what's going on? And let me kind of start off with this two chains, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I had a great conversation with the wife yesterday while we was watching. Not yesterday, I guess Monday while we was watching Raw. And I, she mentioned something that made so much sense. I want to bring it up to the podcast to see what you guys feel about it. Let's do it. So we was, we was talking about the brand extension, and she was saying, you know, just trying to get clarification of which belts was where now. So she asked about the tag team belts, and I explained it was tag team belts on both sides. Like the regular tag team belts, then you got these blue belts that are tag team belts that for SmackDown. Then she said, okay, the U.S. is on Raw side, and the Continental is on uh so on SmackDown side, she kind of made an interesting comment saying, it's funny how the Intercontinental Champ is from the U.S. and how from the U.S. Champ is not from the U.S. Um, and then she started talking about the two world titles with the Universal title and WWE title. And she was like, well, wait, what about all these part-timers? Because you should do something different. You should have it where at WrestleMania, you should have the ultimate belt. Maybe you bring a different type of belt where you have the WWE Mega Championship or whatever you want to call it. And she says it can only be defended at WrestleMania where it shows you are the top, top guy in all the business. And the only way you can challenge that title not at non-WrestleMania events is if any world title holder wants to challenge you for it 
at that time. So that way, the I guess the SmackDown title holder, which will currently mm-hmm. be Dean Ambrose, could challenge somebody who has that ultimate title to become a you know a two-time champ at the same time, where you have the world title for SmackDown and also the mega title for the whole business. But then again, when you have that mega title, you can use that for people like Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, to make sure these part-timers are spotlighted, saying they are the top guy in the whole business. What do you guys think about that? Huh. I, I think my first impression is I think that something like that should have to be catered to more like a trophy. Right. Or, uh, or uh, something of, of, of that statue. And then it automatically, and then with that being said, it automatically makes me think of the Andre the Giant Memorial, that where, memorial. yeah, gotcha. you know, that's only happening in all WrestleMania, and the person mm-hmm. who wins it typically gets, uh, they typically get a jump up in the roster and the spotlight for their accomplishment. So that's right. you're looking at that as a somebody that's just been brought up or mid level type of person. So basically, what you're saying is. Um, if I if I'm following correctly, that uh, when you have these non-purpose matches such as uh, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar, you're just like, okay, uh-huh. what's really the purpose of that? Exactly. You're saying there needs to be a higher form of reward where it makes exactly. sense. I like that actually because I actually don't like <laughs> I don't like matches that don't make sense. So you know, if there's anything where the gold is is at the end of the rainbow, it all makes sense to me. I think it helps storyline and it, it hey. makes a purpose. Hey, hey, hey! Stop it! Stop! I think she Stop! Stop! Stop this whole subject. I think you should just go back to your wife and tell her. As a matter of fact, don't even have the conversation. It was pointless. The whole car, this whole idea is pointless. It doesn't make sense. It will never make sense. It will just add another title to the prefer titles that we don't care about already. No. I'm no. pretty sure she know that comes from you, D Wayne. <laughs> I got a real, I got a real wild card to that. Now, I, I'm not saying. If you know, I'm not gonna wish nothing on anybody, but I like to think that if there was a certain superstar that um, suddenly passed away, that there will be a form of a trophy or a form of something like that that will be really be considered the Mr. WrestleMania trophy that they will mm. definitely 100% figure out a way to honor that person. Uh, doing WrestleMania in that way. Not gonna say any names or anything because I only want that even to be floating out there. But um, you know, in the sense of how they do the Ultimate Warrior, the Dusty Rose Classic, and the uh, Andre the Giant. I mean, I I think I think I think with that being said, that that's not that's not an idea that I don't think is so far fetched that they would never consider. Interesting. Dog Dan, what do you think? So, um, well, my first reaction was, I think, kind of like D-Wayne's, like, I cannot take another title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I do kind of like the idea, though, of something, like, I think the idea would be at least kind of feasible if there was some kind of trophy, like 2 Chain said, that was just specific to WrestleMania. Okay, I got you. I think I I would be able to get behind that, but I think I wouldn't be able to get behind, like, if this was at WrestleMania, but then at some point during the year, somebody could, like, challenge for it or 
you know, I think it should just be, I mean, it would add to how special WrestleMania already is. It's like, it's only on that day every year that this trophy or, you know, championship is decided. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting idea, but at the same time, no. I'm like, I don't want any more titles. <laughs> no, no more trophies, no more titles, no more nothing. <laughs> we already have the Slammys for awards. We have the Andre the Giant Memorials trophy, which really doesn't matter because, I mean, hey, who cares? Who won it this year? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Some kid that doesn't get that much time on TV. <laughs> I, I, can talk, I, can talk, no, I can talk about that a little bit when we get to... Oh, did well. <laughs> 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 you might want to repeat. Hey, you might want to repeat that statement, buddy. You, we went out there. You gonna talk about what? What, what, what about what, what Baron Corbin did on, on SmackDown this past week? Oh yeah, I did. You just cut it out. I, I figured that's what you said, but you you yeah, cut it out. So, so. Yeah, I, I have a comment about you know even though he won the Battle Royal and seemed like he's been under the rug, but I saw on SmackDown kind of kind of surprised me. Had some optimism for the first time. So many times on NXT. See him at NXT uh, take over Dallas. I, I kind of have a different perspective on him now. <laughs> Um, Keep um, I'm sorry, but he really cut a great promo of uh, WrestleMania about how uh, he doesn't listen or follow anybody and how Kalisto was scared, or was it Sin Cara running there? Who, who, who knows? Was scared to face him in a match and how he kind of like dissed everybody on the panel. Yep. Yeah. Um, thought that was really good and underrated. And I think he's maybe a little bit underrated as far as having a mic on him as well, too, on that note. But. I thought he, I thought he did good as, as far as uh, um, his role in the main event for SmackDown. Oh yeah, he looked like he's like he looked like he could be a contender for a world title. Like he, he hung in there. He did heelish moves, even with his entrance coming in. Like I, I mean, granted, everything out of Baron Corbin, I really don't like. But one thing, even Doctor M said this a while back. His entrance coming in with his entrance music, it works for him. Like I would even like him to see him go on a motorcycle and bring that into the ring. Not saying that <laughs> the, the the Undertaker old, you know you know, uh, was it a rolling gimmick that he had with the Fred Durst or whatever, but it is, it's, it works for him. Um, I definitely love his theme music. I definitely, I use it, I use it on, uh, WWE 2K, uh, 16, so. Mm. But I'm not a fan of him blocking us on Twitter, so I'm not going to uh, get a pass on that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Dr. F. Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, oh y'all about to say, speak up, sir. <laughs> It's a little bit my fault. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Kevin Owens. We predicted it. Any, yep. Who's not satisfied? Let's start there. Who's not happy? Not satisfied. Let's talk about this right of now. Course it's D-Wade. <laughs> of course, it's D-Wade. You want to know why I'm not satisfied? Because it was the cheapest way to put a title on a person that I'm actually going to admit maybe deserves the title. That's the cheapest way, because you know what? The focus wasn't on him at the end of Raw. The focus is on Triple H. And with the focus on Triple H and not your newly crowned Universal Champion, guess what? It's a cheap way, and it just says, I'm only going to have this title for once three months, and someone else is going to take it for me, because guess what? And I don't matter. You know, the title doesn't agree. matter. Tony the agree. title doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. None of this stuff matters. You know what matters right now? Triple H. You want to know why he matters? Because he says, I matter. He says, I'm going to interfere in this championship <laughs> match. I'm going to be philosophical, put someone that came from NXT over, and then I'm going to go outside the ring. I'm going to stare Stephanie down. 
play like a man and say, I'm not big boss no more. I'm going to wreck everybody's show. Well, guess what? You can wreck everyone's show all you want because the attention is now on you. It's not on them. Sorry, Kevin Owens. You deserve this title, but you didn't deserve the way that you got it. Well, sorry, so, anyway. Anyway, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Let's let's right. think it back to the Attitude Era, right? Oh, and I'm boy. I'm the perfect replica. Do you remember when The Rock won his first World Heavyweight title? Oh, yeah. Can you explain to me how he won that? Hey, look, we, we can't compare The Rock Hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't compare that. Can you explain to me how he won it? We can't. Uh, he made a deal. He made a little deal. Okay, who do you make a deal with? No, we don't want to say any names. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 hey, look, we know who he made a deal. This is okay. So, so how, 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 to say I'm going to be a transitional champion is by doing what you always did. You know what? He may not be a transitional champion because guess who can be all behind us if you really think about it? Cool. Triple H can be behind it. Chris Jericho be, can be behind it. And then you can have like a little mini stable, which is not the authority. But you can have Triple H saying this guy deserves to go to NXT. You can have Triple H, I mean, excuse me, you can have Chris Jericho, who's Again. one of the greatest mouthpieces that can sell Kevin Owens doing this. And Kevin Owens can sell himself. This may not Again. be a transitional champion. He may not transition survivors. You want to know why? You know why it's transitional? Because you have so much. Think about it. The perfect way for Triple H to come back and to maybe have Seth Rollins become a babyface right now, because look. Nine times ten, it seems like he's doing a few with Triple H. And it's to come back and have. I think I, so. I said it seems like. I said it seems like. This to come and screw everyone over. So my thing is, why we said, why we said, like I said, do I agree with Kenny being champion? Yes, I don't agree with how he he became champion because I feel like it's just a. Uh, a sense of him saying or management saying, okay, well, we like him enough to put the title on him, but we don't like him enough to have him win the title cleanly. Wait, can I I really got a question that I gotta I gotta get on the table right now. Is this discussion even valid from both of y'all no. point of view if it wasn't because of what this title is? If it was the world heavyweight championship, would y'all still be making the same argument? Because I feel like a lot of people are like treating this as like a whatever ish because it's the new Universal Championship. One, nobody it like likes it. Title. Yeah, but I, I mean, agree. yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't know. In this thing, I, I, I'm gonna have an issue with, and the simple fact that why we still want to treat it as a world title, let's be real. On Raw, in the way that Raw's been going, you're going to have focus on this universal title, but it's always going to be something a little bit higher than that. I mean, it, it, and that's the way. I think in theory, that's what we all was thinking and maybe even hoping that it was going to be. But in, in other words, it's just a clone, for real. It's it's yeah, they, they, at, the, at the end of the day, Raw is still the flagship show, so 
at some point, the fans are going to get in line and realize that, okay, this is the title. This is a major world title. Yeah, exactly. But it's not, I guarantee it's not going to be when Kevin Owens owns that title. It doesn't matter. All right, let me ask you this. Let me, let me take it in another tangent. When Booker T was King Booker and he was <laughs> the world heavyweight champion on SmackDown, just because it was, a, I guess, a B-level WCW belt and he never won the WWE title, did that make Booker T's world championship reign non-existent or not as good as the WWE title? Mean, you always come back to that. He's, he's still a five-time <laughs> world champion. You still a five. You're always going to be a five, You're always going to be a world champion no matter which title you have. But the thing is, everyone knows what belt is the real belt, and that's and that's the issue. No matter what, when we had the big gold belt and a WWE championship belt, we knew which one was the the, the end all be all belt. I don't care if we have all right now. The thing is, the end all be all belt, and I hate to say this because it is our SmackDown. It's a WWE championship now. I'm sorry, WWE World Championship, because it's been here longer. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to put you right on the spot. You had a chance this year at WrestleMania 30, what will be 32, right? WrestleMania 32. You yes. had a chance to buy the $400 belt. You <laughs> had a chance to buy the, what the WWE title is now, and you had the chance to buy the big gold belt. You chose to buy the big gold belt. Why? Not a valid question I, here. It, it, not a valid question, because I, li- I just I like to design the big yep, gold belt better. Yep. You, but you might have some people that still want to buy the universal title just like that, because they feel like this is a better designed belt, and they might appreciate it more than the, the WWE title. I, I, it's the same belt. The only thing different is one has red, and then one says universal. <laughs> but can I can I just interject here? I think the key issue here is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Right, because whether you know whether whether whatever we want to think about his win when he won, the reaction he got on Twitter. Yeah, there were the people complaining, right? But all of these wrestlers from WWE, TNA wrestlers, wrestlers from all over the Indies were tweeting him, celebrating him. So there is some yes. importance being attached to this belt now. Now, one belt is higher than the other one. Who knows, right? But the fact that Kevin Owens is holding it and he has so much support from wrestlers from multiple companies, that belt is going to rise in importance. And I think that, if you know, he might be a transitional champion, but this is not going to be his only title reign. Kevin no. Owens is going to have multiple title reigns before his career is over. And, you know, I, I think this win was, his title win was actually pretty perfectly done. Right. It would be cheap. It would be cheap if it was Kevin Owens against somebody random in a one-on-one match, and Triple H came in and interfered, and that was it. (laughs) But Kevin Owens was in a match with two other top stars and a guy like Big Cass, who you know is going to be pushed to the moon soon, and who (laughs) held his own in that match. Definitely survived that match with three pretty top-notch people. Right. It was a lengthy match. He held his own, and he won. And not only did he win, but that match set the stage for some pretty major storylines coming up in the next month. I, I, I agree. D-Wayne, Hush, Dr. I L. I disagree. I I call it, you know what? I call it cheap because I feel like he, he talks about how he's this prize fighter and I can do anything I want. And, and he won the prize. And no, he won the prize with help. And that's the thing. He won the prize. prize. Hold, it doesn't matter. Hold, hold it's, on. It's a, it's a cheap, it's a cheap win, and the thing is, the spotlight. I don't care what you say on Twitter. Or not at the end of the day, the spotlight wasn't on Kevin Owens. It was, it was, it was. It was on Triple H. All these wrestlers, all these wrestlers. Now, you said all these wr
you but guess what? It doesn't matter what all the rest of us are. It matters what the WWE displays us. And again, if you really look at if you really were looked at the end of all, what they mentioned more than anything, Triple H is back. They didn't they mentioned Kevin Owens as this universal champion for a little bit. But Triple H is back. Oh Triple H did this, oh Triple H did that. That's the but, thing, and that's the issue. The issue but the last thing is, image was the lasting image was Kevin Owens with his hands. The last thing, the and the thing is, 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 I don't care if the lasting image is that. The simple fact that. But you're about perception, though, right? The, the, the perception, the, the, the perception is he won it cheaply. And everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to point it out next week about how Andy can help the beat him. Not at all. Roman Reigns is going to do something. We, it, it, it's, it, I, personally, I just don't, I feel like. And I'm saying this because I feel like he deserves better. Uh, I, okay, my my turn. Number number one, uh, uh, Doctor M, absolutely yeah. exactly 100%. my thoughts, and I 120 percent agree with you. Storylines are going to be really good. Uh, leave uh from the conclusion of that match, which yes was a good match, a great spotlight. And platform for big cast. I definitely got to give my hats off to creative because I didn't. I still don't have much faith in him, but um, they're working him the right way. They're putting him in uh, good matches and matches I wouldn't even think he could he could contest in. But he held his own with the ring control, with the crowd. He did everything. I, I he even took spots good. I I got to give it up to him for sure. Um, but look, nobody at the end of the match was saying like, oh my God, Triple H helped the one, blah, blah, blah. The end of the match left another, two other storylines. It left the Kevin Owens reign. Ke- uh, first of all, Michael Cole definitely said this begins the era of, uh, of uh, KO Mania. So yes, that's the last thought right there. All that that Kevin Owens been booking himself as this entire time has finally happened. Yes, he won by interference, but it was a no DQ match. I'm finally, finally a match that had a stipulation that the stipulation was actually used in su- such a matter. Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you um what I saw the next day. I went on CNN. And you know they had the little sports section, right? One of the articles on it was Triple H helps new Universal Champion. They would say, oh, Universal Champions came up and says, Triple H helps win Universal Champion. But wouldn't you see that as the be- ultimate rub? No, what I'm saying, I don't see, here's my thing, the reason why I don't see the other rub is because I feel like what he gave to, to WWE already, the way he's done, I feel like he deserves better. Um, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, oh, the, the creative wasn't, wasn't, good in playing this. I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? It makes sense. But at the end of the day, I just feel like he deserves better. And in my eyes, it's a cheap way to put a title on him. And, 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 and I'm just, I'm just going to disregard Dwayne again. But uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens was uh, very compassionate and emotional about his win. I like the fact that they automatically gave him his uh, photo shoot afterwards, which I thought was yeah. really good. And you can see his emotions for everything he worked work for. Uh, he immediately requested to speak to his wife right away, which I thought was surreal, you know, because yeah. the the healers, as him being one of the most ultimate heels in in uh, the company, 
to see him do that and they record it and actually, you know, embrace it is a big thing. But other than that, I mean, yes, he's a prize fighter. That's what his character's being rolled. He's also he's he's uh he's also not built as such a bad evil guy, but this build is a guy that does whatever it takes to get his shine, to get his win, to get the prize. And he's not 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 at all. Not at all. And you know why? And you know yeah, why I don't believe that? Transitional chat. Okay. Yeah, okay. It doesn't matter if he's going to be a multi. Yeah, I agree with you, Doc. He's going to be a multi touchdown. I'm talking about this title run right now. It's a transitional. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think. Survivor series. And and Survivor series. I'll give you that. To Survivor series. I'll give you that. Yes. And and on top of that, depending on when uh Finn Balor is clear. Finn Balor and Kevin Owens have been bored since forever. There is no way they're going to sit them in a room or however they do it, book an ending, and say, hey, you're coming back tonight on Raw. You're going to lose the belt. No way. They're going to milk their monies for what they know those type of matches can withhold. And that's not going to happen. A title change for them is not going to happen unless it's hey, on a grandstand platform. Can, can, I, can I tell you something? I got two words for you. Actually, I got three. You only liked him because he uh made that decision to work with Jerry Jones to make WrestleMania in Dallas Stadium and that's that's what you've been a fan. Hey, so you've only been a tenant fan of him for out, like two shout years. Shout out to Mr. Fan. Mr. Fan. I personally, and, and y'all know how much I was against Kevin Owens when he first came on. You still are. Me, no, I, 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 I know. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not against Kevin Owens because I, because I'm the one that says I feel like he deserves better than this than a cheap win. Okay, okay, okay. So we can stop going around in circles real quick, D-Wayne. Let's make some logic of what you're saying. How should he have won that that fatal four way, or should he not have won? He should have won cleanly. I oh, feel like he won clean. Pin, pin whoever, pin the last person that's there. But then Wait. we wouldn't have any storyline set up for the future. Nope. We wouldn't have done. Nope. That's my thing. And that's the thing. And that's why I say it's a cheap win. What is cheap about it? <laughs> it's cheap because I feel like, it, to me, I feel like he, he deserves better. I feel like a he should have won. It is a win that people don't care about. I think people care no, about that. I, I think a cheap win is a win that people, I think a cheap, honestly, I think a cheap win is when you really have to get help when you're all this, when you display this aura like I'm about me. You know what I'm saying? But I have to get help to win. But then you'll complain and talk about, oh, I'm better than you and you and you. Okay, we know you're better than you, but for the simple fact that you had to get someone else to help you to win, then this is my body. You didn't call Triple H to the ring. Triple yeah, H I know. Hey, yo, Trips, help me out. He accepted. Okay, but the thing is, he, you know what I'm saying? He accepted. But I, like I said, I think it's a cheap win. Bro, okay. I, think, I, I just think it's a cheap win. Okay. Listen, I think he deserves better. I think that, to me, and the type of wrestling he is, the type of work he is, I feel like he deserves a clean win for the title. Uh, okay. So so we're not milking another uh 15 minutes on you thinking this is a cheap win. I'm going to ask you, like, two more questions. We're going to get off this conversation. Uh, One, right. 
if it's a cheap win, do you feel like this match should have never even happened on Raw, period? I don't see for real from, no. I don't think this match should happen on Raw. Okay. Mm. And, and are you not satisfied with the storylines that are in place despite it being a cheap win? Am I? Am I am I satisfied? Yes, I'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with the potential of the storylines. Yes, I am. So why? I never said. But here's my thing. I not once have I said never ever said that I'm not satisfied with the storylines that come out to play. I'm dissatisfied with the way he won because I felt like he deserved better. I I I feel like when you're a heel. Um, I feel like heel things and heel tactics need to be surrounded around you. And that's that's just my cup of tea. A clean win? Yes, of course. He's going to get a rematch at one of these uh, filler house show pay-per-views, as I like to call them. And he's going to win clean over probably Seth Rollins. It is. Because Roman Reigns is more than likely going to go back to Rusev camp. Big Cass needs to drop back to the tag team uh, picture for a while. That just leaves yeah. Seth Rollins around right now to... Uh, contend for the belt and and for match wise, I mean, and then ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, as we need to talk about Triple H a little bit, ultimately, I like the fact that Triple H is uh, he did what he did because uh, for my one for my one reason, I feel like his return is speculation on who's going to have control over the cruiserweights that return. Obviously, he has authority over uh, NXT. And he has authority mm-hmm. over the Cruiserweight Classic since that seems to be deemed as his thing. I'm wondering if he's going to have some type of, uh, you know, issues with Stephanie in regard to like, hey, you didn't even you didn't even consider me once to be the manager or us two to run it together. You you got Mick Foley, so maybe he's beeping about that. And whatever it may whatever it may be, I'm totally invested because there was really emotions on those stairs, like. I was like, oh man, they about to get divorced. That's how like I was that's how like mad it looked. But nonetheless, oh, yeah. everybody's been wanting Triple H to return. Triple H uh last match was against Brock. I mean, what was it Brock? Or was it Roman? Roman. Roman, my bad. Oh yeah, WrestleMania. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um, it just leaves a lot of speculation that he's a key player in the game from the authority, from the management level, the corporate level, whatever you want to call it. To actually a wrestler level, and I feel like his intervening and putting the, the champion of uh, him p- personally picking his champion, overthrowing his old mentee, if you want to call it, I d- I'm just fully invested in it. I'm I, and I like I like how it's built. I thought the conclusion of Raw was a conclusion that we haven't had in a very long time. So, you know, before we hit the break, I mean, besides D Wade with this cheap win. I mean, what do, what do y'all honestly think? Like Triple H's sole purpose is here now. What do you, is it? I mean, obviously the speculation on the Triple H versus uh, Seth Rollins match leading to uh, WrestleMania, as we probably booked a while ago. But I mean, honestly, what, what do you, what do y'all think this goes forward from there? I think you gotta mention it. I think you have a Triple H versus Stephanie type of feud where you have a potential, like, quote-unquote, divorce type feud or power struggle of who should have ran the company. And that's how Triple H is going to bring his Cruiserweight Classic and say, I'm running this. And then you brought Mick Foley to run Raw, but my products is doing better than your product type thing. So it's like a, like an internal war, civil war type of warfare. I, you know, I like the word civil war. Shout out to uh, Civil War coming out on DVD in two weeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get paid by Marvel, so... <laughs> but I still had to plug that because I'm getting it. Uh, go ahead, doctor. Uh, 
yeah, I think uh, I think Salas is on to something there, or either that, or I can see the possibility of Triple H kind of being like the rebel on Raw and like maybe starting his own faction because there's not really a faction on on Raw or SmackDown right now, um, and so I can see him maybe starting something with you know some his cruiserweights, some in his NXT guys. I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of options you can, you can do, which is a good thing. So, the Cruiserways debuted September 19th, if I'm not mistaken, right? The mm. 19th? Um, I think Triple H is automatically the plug to get some of these guys right in for storyline purposes for it to make sense. I mean, obviously, yes, there's going to be the Cruiserway division. There's going to be internal Cruiserway versus Cruiserway. But then there will be some guys that are going to be bigger than just the Cruiserway division, where I feel like Triple H now gives them a platform to get them infused with people way over their weight mm. in, a, in theory or main eventers and it makes sense you know because you're not going to get a Cedric Alexander versus uh Seth Rollins just because I don't know they have nothing else better to do but you know with Triple H embracing his NXT guys or his CWC guys it's an automatic you know plug to say like oh i got somebody that you know that can handle your your main number one pick stephanie i got somebody for that person so i just thought about nexus 3.0 for some reason when i was thinking about this <laughs> d-way you know go ahead go ahead I, I can sit here and obviously say i don't know what to expect i mean the obvious choice is the feud between you know him and seth Rollins. that's the obvious choice I mean, the stare does, does make you think it's an issue right there. It's going to be a power struggle. Again, there's so many ways you can plug this in. Me, me specifically, I think that it's more of a plug for his NXT guys. I don't think he's just going to be on, for some reason, I think eventually he's just not going to be on just Raw. I think he won't. I'm going to be surprised if he finds his way on SmackDown, too. Yeah. I, I that that's that's another interesting point I didn't even think about. But anyway, um, we're gonna cut our little uh, break and uh, promos real quick. Uh, we're definitely with that being said, we're gonna get back into it. We're gonna review um, SmackDown a little bit. Like I said, I felt like me personally, I felt like SmackDown was the show for more wrestling instead of entertainment. I like to hear you guys thought, and then uh, Dwayne will have his. Uh, his shining moment finally to induct his next person, place, or thing, whatever it may be, into the scene of Monster Fouls as we return. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Alright, so we're back from my quick little break. Uh, you know, our last episode, I'm sorry, our last Wednesday episode, uh, we really, oh, and, and our weekend episode, we really emphasized on injuries and, um, you know, with Seth Rollins booked as a dangerous type of sloppy worker and we definitely have about now you can say about an hour and a half worth of content on that i just want to say before we get into the smackdown conversation tonight that finn balor has came out to say that 
for people to say that Seth Rollins is unsafe or deemed unsafe is totally bogus. Does his word alone puts the icing on the cake of that conversation and it just needs to be hushed? Like, no. Go ahead. No. <laughs> go go. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it that's quite a conversation because guess what as soon as that happens again it's going to speak loud and clear and it just doesn't do it like one person saying oh, he's had a dangerous record even though it's Finn Balor it just really doesn't I mean sorry Finn we love you know, but you only had you only had 24 hours of shine baby <laughs> Every, everybody else besides D-Wayne we got to say <laughs> No, come here. I think it helps. Like, um, because obviously Balor is is well loved, and so the fact that he got injured probably did turn a lot of negativity toward Seth Rollins, and so to have him come out and say that, I think it helps, right? But I mean, I do, and I I hate to say this, but I do kind of. Yeah, Seth Rollins happens to be a match with someone, and another person gets injured, then yeah, all the chatter is going to start again. Yep. I, I think I, I, here's my here's my one thing that sticks out to me with about it, and it's my uh, comparison to football. Obviously, if somebody's dirty in football, everybody lets them know it. Don't nobody comes to the defense, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, so with that being said, Vontaze Burfitt is absolutely the dirtiest football player in the NFL, and anytime he injures, hurts, or tackles anybody. Everybody has something to say about it. Nobody's coming to his defense to say he's not. Not even his own teammates, I even believe, even step up to say anything. Besides just the public, like, typical PR comments like, you know, he's just a hard, dedicated work uh, player or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's dirty and it's known. Seth Rollins, nobody out there is saying he's dirty. Therefore, I believe that clears him. To, to say that he's not. Yes, there's been some people injured on his account, but ain't none of those people coming out saying that he is. And people like Bret Hart, who is a uh, Dwayne's absolute favorite wrestler currently, because they agree with each other. <laughs> I really don't believe has anything to say on the statue because, like we said in our last episode, that there's different styles of wrestling now. Bret Hart is one of those more traditional. Uh, of one of those more traditional type of uh, structures and uh, work, his work ethics was of of the more traditional style. But now you got these people that's taking more risk. They're bigger people are carrying more weight, but able to do things such as smaller guys are able to do. Therefore, different things are, are, are different type of injuries are popping up. So I don't feel like mm-hmm. his argument is valid right now. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. So. I feel like that Finn Balor is stepping up to say that he's not a dangerous worker holds a lot to me. And I think it definitely puts uh, the piece on, the seal on the deal for me on it. And I don't have nothing else to think about it. You want to know what I think about it? I think it's a great PR move. <laughs> hey, you know what, d I got a really, really another good question. It's on that exact comment that you made. Do you feel that the WWE is... Uh, given so many updates on Finn Balor's status as a PR move or to keep it relevant or just because they don't have nothing else better to do? It's a PR move. It's a, it's a straight PR move because if someone else was hurt, 
they probably wouldn't have done anything. For instance, I mean, we even when Seth Rollins was hurt, we got updates, but not as much as we've been getting about Finn Balor. Right. So my point is, when you say PR move, are you saying that they're doing it to click to keep themselves clean? To not be deemed as a dirty sport because their high profile people are getting hurt. No, I think I think they're doing it to keep uh, help keep for relevant to the wrestler. So, so in other words, then you said it is to keep uh, Finn Balor relevant. Yeah, so people don't forget. I mean, they have a lot invested to them. I got you. Anybody else got anything to comment on that? Nope, 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 nope. All right, all right, Silas. Let me let let me hear. Like I said, SmackDown, I thought was a more wrestling show this week. A lot of good matches, uh, straight to the point. Two hours, in and out, gone. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I yeah, feel like I feel like there was a lot of like razzle-dazzle on Raw. Now, granted, I do like uh, the Braun Strowman segments, but, <laughs> but it's not really wrestling. And Nia Jax... I mean, I guess it's just an experiment each week to see what finisher actually works with her. But, you know, after a while, that's like 30 minutes of me sitting down that I probably could have been doing something else. But I was just like, let's just see if something different happens. And it don't. There, yep. But SmackDown, I get two solid hours of straight wrestling. I I, 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 I feel like it's, I feel like, is that what they're, is that what they're aiming for each and every week now? Seems like I, it. Think, I think that's what they're aiming for, but SmackDown did one thing, and they did one thing very well today, and they just booked or rebooked their top superstar that's going to be on their show. Now, my, well, my, my worst was going to happen. The Miz is going to drop the IC title. I don't know if he's going to drop it at Backlash, but he's going to drop that title. But when he drops that title, I guarantee you he will be your next WWE World Heavyweight Champion on SmackDown because they made Miz look like a star again. To me, The Miz has not been hotter since 2011 when he became your WWE champion and he headlined WrestleMania 27 where Dr. <laughs> Jim and I were there in attendance. And at the same time, if you look at what he did as far as reviewing what he did on that promo with Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack, if you would have looked at what he did at the beginning of that show to solidify himself, he looks like a very serious contender that he could be the leader of SmackDown. And I can see him beating Dean Ambrose for that title and becoming your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. My opinion, they just book, rebooked the star. You may not like it, but they did. You're, you're funny right now because I like the hope. Keep the hope for the underdog. Keep the hope for the person. Just keep it. You always have, you know what? That's what I like. You always have hope for the little people. The little man, no. I, I, I like the Miz promo. It's probably one of the best promos I ever seen in a day in my life. Let's be real. You know, the Miz becoming world head, it might happen. Who knows? But the thing is, the, the way is everything built, and, that, and I'm definitely going to talk about this later, you just, you can't waste, you can't waste AJ Styles' momentum right now. You just can't. Uh, uh, does he have momentum? Come on now, that's rhetorical. I mean, I mean, granted, if you if you saw that Cena, let me ask you this though: if you beat John Cena, why is your name like the first thing that comes out of people's mouth when you talk about SmackDown? Why aren't you the person that's making promos at the beginning of the SmackDown show to show why you're going to be the next champion after you beat John Cena? To me, by him still wearing headbands of Cena, but I beat John Cena. 
what you're doing is opening up for him and Cena to have another match again. And where John Cena returns, he's like, well, AJ Styles, I just need to take a little break. So I'm about to come back to show you what I really did because you really lit up my passion again. And then Cena buries him. I mean, that, that's that's what I see. If you beat John Cena, you go from beating John Cena, having promos and saying why you want to be the next world champion and why you did all this in TNA, why you did all this in New Japan, and what you're here in WWE for. That's not happening. But right now, The Miz is the person that's being spotlighted, saying, I'm not a soft wrestler. I'm a hard wrestler. The reason why I've been doing this for 10 plus years, never been hurt, been the champion, I hosted a WrestleMania, you're building up my credentials to repackage me to be the top guy again. No, you're rebuilding to your credentials to add more relevance to an Incontinental title. Well, this is the first ballot Hall of Famer right now, in my opinion. Yeah, all right, and go sit down. Tell me something you're not no longer yeah. talking. Right, no man. longer talking. Quiz. Okay, quiz. Who is the only comparable wrestler to, to Chris Jericho right now? I mean, to uh, the Miz right now, and that is Chris Jericho. He's been a tag team title. He's held the U.S. He's held the Intercontinental. He's held every major belt WWE has had to offer except the I, Universal title. And he cannot get a Universal title because he's not on Raw. The men okay. the first ballot Hall of Fame. No, he's not. You want to go? Because how many times has Chris Jericho won the title? Nobody's right. been a multi-time champion with, with the world title. He's been a multi-time Intercontinental title. Okay, and how many times has the Miz won the title? He's, he's about to rebuild it again. He's not a first <laughs> ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a first ballot When he gets that title back, he'll be a two-time world title champion. He'll be a multi-time tag team title, multi-time world heavyweight. I mean, excuse me, a multi-time Intercontinental title and a multi-time U.S. title. He is building his he, resume. He, you know what he's good at? He's good. He's good. He's good for SmackDown because he provides entertainment with his mouth. He's a good mouthpiece. He's a great mouthpiece. Matter of fact, the best mouthpiece that SmackDown has to offer. And let me ask you this: How many more does he have? More world titles than one of the greatest mouthpieces of all time? Rest in peace to Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, but it's, yeah, he's course. the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, okay. Okay, but that's too The Miz had a hot segment. The internet, the internet broke. Um, no, AJ Styles is the reason why people watch SmackDown. End of story. Jeez, Dr. Do- would you like to say anything silly today? Not silly. I, I think I agree uh, with. Uh, no offense to you, Stylus, but uh, because yeah, the Miz is on a hot streak, and it's, it's clear that uh, WWE is trying to build him back up again. But uh, I think AJ Styles is the guy on SmackDown right now, even though Dean Ambrose is champ, but AJ Styles is in multiple segments every week, right? He's he's wrestling, he's on commentary, he's backstage. Um, I think he's the guy on SmackDown, and I think he's kind of one of SmackDown's brightest spots, along with The Miz, right? And, of course, there are people like Dean Ambrose, too. So uh, I think they have some, some solid cornerstones. Uh, the only other thing I would add is that while I'm always happy to see, you know, the occasional return here or there, I feel like we could do a better job than the headbangers <laughs> who have to be in their at least late 40s, if not older, 
Um, I, I just don't see the point of them coming back last night. I, I hope it was just kind of a one-time appearance because <laughs> there's nothing exciting about them that would make me want to care about the tag team division. Uh, I, I just hope they do a better job in the future. That, trust me, the ARP card was in live and in effect in that match. Uh, uh, I heard it was a one-time appearance, sir. <laughs> no worries. You know what? But on, on another note, maybe on another episode as well, too, or if we haven't already uh, talked about this episode, because I've multiply expressed this with numerous people over and over, is that Raw books their newcomers, the new signees, as if they're free agents. Where SmackDown said, "Guess who's coming next week?" Where they just like, "Oh, you might have heard of this guy. Well, they're going to be here." Like, why is it that both brands are competing as if like there's a pool of people out there that they want to sign to come instead of doing things like they're just coming? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm looking at it from a from a sports point of view. Where where is a big signing? How like Mick Foley solely did was like, hey, we signed somebody, and this person is barely. SmackDown was like, oh, in case you didn't hear, uh, the Headbangers are returning tonight. Not really a big thing, but they're just gonna be there. Not 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 super relevant either, but you know that's what we've been doing. So I'm just one. I'm just wondering why is it an equal playing field? on that note and it kind of gets under my skin because I like to see Smackdown be a little bit more competitive in their signing and to make it a little bit bigger of a deal than a leaked rumor that got confirmed by the WWE uh, website you know yeah I think I would like to see that too um at the same time though I wonder if they just do it you know to be different and unique because I mean, with this whole brand split thing, right, I think at least one of the goals was that these should feel like unique shows. Um, now, is the whole free agent, you know, returning thing part of that? I don't know. I like, I, I agree that I would like them to seem a little bit more important on SmackDown, but uh, I just wonder if that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, have finally, finally, finally got to the moment that we've been kind of raving about for a while and i can't even tell you the last episode just actually has happened but no matter no matter what this is the moment and i'm just going to hand it off to d-wayne himself hello welcome to another episode of the cena monster files where we spotlight someone that john cena buries under the ground under the wrestling mat Wherever he goes, he buries someone. So, I had a lot of choices this week. Or a lot of people might say I don't have a lot of choices this week. But one really sticks out. I mean, I could go for a whole show, but this one really sticks out. And his name is AJ Styles. You're on the scene of Monster Files this week. You want to know why? Because you beat up John Cena. You want to know why? Because you beat John Cena. You want to know why? Because you parade around and never give up gear like you're John Cena. Well, guess what? You're the main attraction on SmackDown now, and we're trying to figure out if this is really going to work. You might win a world title, but guess what? Guess who's going to come back? John Cena. Guess who's going to say something to you? John Cena. Guess who's going to become the 16-time world 
Heavyweight champ, John Cena, on your account. You want to know why? Because what was said earlier in this episode is true. You might beat John Cena, but John Cena will come back and bury you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On the next episode of the Cena Monster Files, <laughs> finally making sense. He agrees with me. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. Y'all might not like my choice this one, but guess what? It's fact. The fact is, he is still the face that runs the place. <laughs> and AJ Styles, you can't take that away. <laughs> Off. <laughs> I miss, I miss these joints. <laughs> we will definitely have another Cena Monster foul. We'll try to, like I said, we'll try to definitely spotlight this segment at least once a month. But <laughs> man, uh, so anyway, um. Definitely check us out on Twitter. I can't stop laughing. Follow us on Twitter and act with us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. All that other good stuff. Um, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna talk to the crew. I'm thinking about doing the live episode for the conclusion of the CWC, um, which is a two-hour segment. Um, which in that episode, uh, we could talk about uh, some of our favorites coming into it uh some of our most memorable matches of it thus far and um how do we feel about the trophy you know topics and stuff like that and since it'll be live you guys can um chat with us or just stream us on youtube whatever it may be um but yeah uh for two chains dr m silly sellers and silly d wayne <laughs> catch us on wednesday <laughs> catch us next wednesday for our episode y'all take care <laughs>